Coming up, the Lakers get blown out on the boards but still manage to beat the Timberwolves. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to break everything down for you from Sunday. Let's start up north in Toronto as we take a look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Raptors had everything pretty well handled against the New York Knicks by the start of the fourth quarter on Sunday. They were up 22 going into that one, and this is the healthiest we've seen Toronto all season long. Locked on Raptors says that the health of this team is bigger than anything, and hopefully it will lead to more wins as well. Finally, whole. I'm Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors' 120-105 win over the New York Knicks on Sunday afternoon. And before we dive in, a huge grain of salt. The Knicks here here in this game were without Julius Randle, no Derrick Rose either. They were pretty depleted with COVID and injury. But still, this was a landmark game for the Raptors because they finally themselves got whole. They have been waiting all season long to see their players all together. This was the first time all year in game 33 that their top eight rotation players have been all healthy at the same time for the same game. And it was just the fourth time we've seen their five best players play together so far in Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and Fred Van Vliet. They all hit the floor in this one and they looked really good for stretches. Their defense was swarming and smothering. Their offense looked perked up by the fact that Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam are playing some of the best basketball of their careers right now. In particular, Van Vliet had 35 points, seven made threes. He's been one of the constants for this team all season long, where there have not been many. He surely should be an all-star based on merit. Maybe the fact that he's on the Raptors and the Raptors haven't won a ton of games here is going to work against him. But the thing is, at full health, this team seems like it's going to be capable of rattling off some wins. There's offensive options everywhere. Their defense has an extreme level of upside. And there's just... Now some stasis and some reliability within their second unit. They can play two or three of their five best players at all times with their bench lineups. And this Raptors team with a win over the Knicks is now 16 and 17 and setting themselves up for hopefully a pretty healthy run through January, which should coincide with a bit of a climb up the standings as well. I have more broken down about this game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors, so be sure to tune in. We've got a little bit of trivia for you tonight. What do the New England Patriots and Jalen Brown have in common? Both of them dropped 50 points on Sunday, the latter doing it en route to a five-point overtime win over Orlando. Locked on Celtics has more on a historic performance. Hey there, John Corrales here at the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics. 116-111 win over the Orlando Magic in overtime. All right, on one hand, it's kind of sad that the Celtics needed to go to overtime to beat the Magic, but... They were horrible, god-awful in the third and halfway through the fourth quarter. I mean, just playing some of the worst basketball you're ever going to see. But midway through that fourth quarter, they woke up. They started picking up full court. Jalen Brown went nuts. He made up for a huge turnover game. He was really sloppy early on, but scored 20-plus points in the fourth quarter, 50 points overall, 5-0, career-high, first-ever 50-piece 
for Jalen Brown. They needed all of it to win this game. And they went on a huge run at the end of the fourth quarter. And like I said, they, they made up for some super, super sloppy play. This place was quiet. The building was dead. It looked like they were really on their way to another worst loss of the season. Instead, they turn it around. The building goes nuts. Everybody's standing on their feet for an overtime win. I'm going to talk about it on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube. The Magic pushed the seas to OT, but they couldn't quite pull off that tough road win. Locked on Magic joins us now with more. This is Philip Rossman Reich, the host of Locked On Magic. Magic fans, we've been here before. We've seen this in rebuilds before. The team with the Magic on their way to a win, what seemingly should be a win, a high win probability by from Unpredictable or all those other statistical sites, and then a sudden and dramatic collapse. The Orlando Magic led by 14 with four and a half minutes to play, only to see the Boston Celtics finish the game on an 18-4 run with Jalen Brown powering a lot of that, with the Celtics really using their their veteran know-how and, and just their, their ability to score consistently, have a guy that can create shots for himself like Jalen Brown to power themselves into overtime. And from there, Jalen Brown was able to take over and make it a 50-point game for him. And the Celtics were able to get a win over the Orlando Magic. Look, again, this is a young team. We saw a lot of young mistakes. We saw them get caught up with the officials with some calls that they didn't agree with, that certainly fans didn't agree with either. We saw a rookie coach make a lot of mistakes in how he managed the game, perhaps some rotation decisions that could have been a little bit better. Uh, Certainly some timeouts that should have been called. There's a five-second violation uh, and a jump ball that easily could have been remedied by the Magic getting a timeout in time. But Orlando is going to have to learn from this. The bottom line is we've seen a young team make these mistakes we've seen young teams blow leads that they probably shouldn't blow and that's exactly what happened in this game the question now for this magic team is what do they learn from it the next time they're in this situation the next time they're up 14 late the next time a team is making a run on them do they have the will do they have the ability to close that door this was a lesson that the magic needed to learn they got it the hard way tonight we'll have more on locked on magic coming up a little bit later The Cavaliers were able to hold off a late charge from the Pacers to get the win on Sunday. Locked on Cavs breaks down a much-needed win by this short-staffed squad. Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast, coming to you after the Cavs hung on to beat the Indiana Pacers on Sunday night in Cleveland. The Cavs did Indiana a little bit of a favor in the fourth quarter of this one, going 6 of 12 from the free throw line to let Indiana hang in there late when Cleveland could have really slammed the door shut on this one. Also of note, the Cavs did this without Darius Garland. They did it without Ricky Rubio. They did it without Rajon Rondo, who has not yet joined the team as he is coming out of health and safety protocols. And they also lost Isaac Okoro in this one to a left elbow injury. He suffered the injury in the second quarter, coming around a screen from Demonis Sabonis, and left the game in immediate pain. TBD and what his status is. TBD and when the Cavs are really ever going to be fully healthy right now. But they won a game. They picked up a win without some key guys and a key guy getting injured. And right now, with where the season is just kind of at, you can't really ask for much more than that if they're just navigating what a lot of other teams are navigating with a little injury concerns thrown in there. For more, check out Lockdown Cavs wherever you get your podcasts. The Pacers once again losing a very close one. It's a common occurrence for them this season. And Lockdown Pacers breaks down this tough stretch right now for Indy. New year, same Pacers as they fall in their first game of 2022 to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 108-104. And why is it the same Pacers? Because they lost by four or less for the 11th time this season. They are now 1-11 and in their 12 games decided by four points or less. 
just terrible in these close games. And this game was really just a terrible fourth quarter stretch away from being a Pacers win. They were up 11 late in the third and completely gave it away to the Cavs, who had a good game from a lot of guys, a nice balanced attack from Cleveland. But Evan Mobley and Kevin Love in particular were good for them. And a nice battle of two bigs. You know, Sabonis and Turner played well for the Pacers, particularly Sabonis, who had 32 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. Pacers with so many guys out in COVID protocols, 8 players out they have to play replacement players left and right. Play through Sabonis. He plays very well. His minutes go very well. But the Pacers bench, featuring a ton of new guys and a ton of replacement players, does not go very well. Poor start to 2022. But overall, a decent performance given who is available for them. We'll talk about that and more on tomorrow's Locked On Pacers podcast. The Minnesota Timberwolves doubled up the Lakers in rebounding Sunday night. They grabbed 20 offensive boards but still somehow found a way to lose. Locked on Lakers and Locked on Wolves explains how Minnesota let such a huge advantage go to waste as L.A. gets back to even on the year. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers get a 108-103 win over the Timberwolves. They are back at 500 again. Despite the Wolves playing without uh, Carl Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers did not make this particularly easy on themselves. They got doubled up on the glass 56 to 28. Minnesota had 20 offensive rebounds in this game. That is in part why Nas Reed, filling in for Carl Anthony Towns, had 23 points. Minnesota had 58 points in the paint, 20 second chance points. Throw in nine turnovers for Russell Westbrook, including a five second violation with 14 seconds left. And uh, this was a ball game for the Lakers, but thankfully, uh, 26 points from LeBron James, 22 from Malik Monk, 20 from Russ. And they were able to pull it out, even though clearly there are some things they need to be working on. A lot more to get into, so make sure that you're subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you are making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. Fed Beacon with Locked on Wolves here. The Minnesota Timberwolves lost the LA Lakers on Sunday night by five in Los Angeles, even with no Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, who are, of course, still on the health and safety protocols list. This was a winnable game for the Timberwolves that was there for the taking. No Anthony Davis, of course, still for the Lakers. And LeBron James had a had a good game. But Minnesota was ahead in the fourth quarter in this game. They had literally double the number of rebounds uh, that the Lakers did in this game. Minnesota had 56 rebounds. Lakers had 28. The Timberwolves had 20 offensive rebounds, but they could not make a shot to save their lives from the perimeter. They had multiple possessions in the fourth quarter where they got three, four, five shots up at the rim, but just couldn't make one. There were 24% from outside the arc and Anthony Edwards really struggled in his second game back from the health and safety protocols list had eight turnovers in this game, picked up a couple of quick fouls in the first quarter and uh, Nas Reed did a ton of damage against a really small Lakers front line. Of course, Dwight Howard and Deandre Jordan aren't part of the Lakers rotation anymore. So Nas Reed had a field day with Stanley Johnson guarding him. The Lakers put LeBron on Nas Reed in the fourth quarter to try and, and shake things up a little bit. LeBron turned it on as we've seen so many times over the course of his career. And the Lakers ended up winning this thing by five, uh, due in part to LeBron's fourth quarter defense, the shift in strategy by the Lakers. We're going to break it all down tonight on Lockdown Wolves. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Wolves. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the association and your team, make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kaidani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.